Little little request tonight to get things popping here. Uh, that is uh, uh, some new music that I've been introduced to uh, from our guest here tonight, Mr. Guillermo himself. Um, uh, you know, something I'm trying to come on a little bit and kind of you know get a little little music, a little setting the tone for the night. Um, what up, guys? Two weeks ago, we tried to do this thing, and I'm pretty sure that y'all shut the internet down and just completely destroyed Facebook. So. Um, so we're back and we're going to try to do a repeat and, uh, y'all know that we don't just do repeats. Y'all know that we always try to do more and try to step up more. And so we've done that and we're going to explain a little bit more of that a little bit later on. But first things first, um, y'all check out the, check out, check out, check out big poppy over here over my shoulder. Oh man. So if you guys aren't familiar, that's Jonathan Timmons. Um, uh, Westbrook alum, uh, just fresh back off of a honeymoon, two weeks. All right, hang on. We're going to kick him over into here. We're going to, we got to talk to him for just a second here because this man just spent two weeks doing what? Uh, going all, all the way around Italy, two weeks, the whole country, all the way around Italy <laughs> for two white, two weeks, two weeks with your new bride, new wife, just eating. Let's just be honest. Yeah, like I watched your Facebook and your Instagram. <laughs> It's just eating for two weeks. I almost stayed and just just kept eating. Because you're a chef, like you're you're an award winning barbecue barbecue man. Like that's your you know that, that's your 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 bread and butter literally yep. is is you know is is around is around the it's cooking food. world. So I mean, how was that being submerged in that, bro? It was the best food I've ever had, especially the Parmesan cheese. Seen it made. Oh, big wheels. Oh, prosciutto. good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So. Awesome. Well, how was marriage? First two weeks of marriage? It's you, good. No fights yet. No fights yet? Oh, snap. <laughs> no fights in Italy while on honeymoon. Imagine that, guys. Don't start asking him for notes yet on how to be on how to be the perfect husband. So he got, got a long way to go. So uh, uh, with that, it looks like I'm going to get a little feedback kicked in right there. So I'm actually going to kick that over to my headphones real quick. And so that way I don't have any of that feedback. And see if we can't make that be an issue there. So, um, with that being said, what up, guys? Welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. I think we should kick this thing off right. You guys ready? You ready? You know how we do this. Here we go. We're going to do it the right way. I hope you turn your speakers down or crank them up. Here we go. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! What's going on, guys? Scott Butcher in the building. It's your boy. I got Jonathan Timmons on the side of me here. We're getting ready to do a, a killer plead the fifth and give away some absolutely incredible um, uh, uh, St. Croix rods and uh, utterly stoked and excited about our guests coming on tonight. It's been two weeks since we've done this uh, at this level. Last week, we were down at ICAST and getting everything done down there. Um, we did a segment of the show, not really the same type of, uh, of show that we typically do on our Westbrook Wednesdays with plead the fifth. But we had a lot of the team down there, so we went around the room and kind of talked to those different guys. We had um, uh, the muses were down there. We had the the bass fishing dads that run that podcast um, uh, with the same name, bass fishing dads. Uh, they were down there with us, and so last Wednesday, if you guys missed it, y'all can go to Westbrook Westbrooksupply forward slash Westbrook Wednesday and catch up on all those episodes there and anything that you've missed in the back uh, in the background. David Hampton is on. Steve Hoffman. Uh, holla at your boy, Jonathan Tavum is watching, Jonathan Daughtry, Walton Doyle, uh, Matthew Boggs, Ryan Denny, 
Um, what's going on, guys? We got a great, great show for you guys uh, tuned in tonight. Backwoods Bathin is here. How's that foot healing up there, Backwoods? I hope that's good, man. Hope it's good. Um, uh, big dog in the house. Dean Bowling is talking about the big dogs in the house. Steve Hoffman's shouting out, where's my souvenir? Uh, Steve, buddy, I, I, I've always got something special for you, my man. Always got something special for you. Um, Parker Jones. Oh, with the, give the shout out, giving me the, the, the nice fluke master shirt. Thank you so much. Uh, Matthew says, uh, he says, I enjoyed seeing all the pictures from Italy. Congrats. <laughs> so super, super cool. Um, ICAST was an unbelievably great time. Again, uh, we had even a bigger crowd and more of the Westbrook crew down there. Um, I think that, uh, there's a lot going on around the kayaking community right now. I know that most of the Hobie, um, guys are already on flights or already somewhere, you know, on the way to Australia for the Hobie worlds. Um, it's Hobie worlds eight. I believe it's in Australia this year. So there, most of those guys are either already in the land down under their way. And so, um, uh, you know, definitely going to be cool to, uh, to see how that thing plays out. And we, you know, a lot of big sticks going there and there to compete and be a part of it. Um, this weekend in the KBF community, uh, they've got, we've got, uh, tournaments down at, uh, my mind is with totally blank down at Sam Rayburn in Texas. And then, uh, we've also got tournaments, uh, going on up at Kentucky Lake. So, uh, lots of things going on in and around the community. Um, Westbrook themselves, we had just started kind of shifting into gears for the Noe outdoor expo. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with that, I'll drop links and stuff a little bit later on. Um, but we're doing that show in September. And it's uh it's it's going to be a big uh, a big expo style thing something similar to ICAST but not quite there yet, um but uh, our very own Gene Flukemaster Jensen is uh is going to be there on Sunday doing some uh, uh uh what's the word I'm looking for where you talk and you give you know what I'm talking about there's there's a word for that somewhere and yeah it's an expo but he's going to be doing clinics or not clinics but yeah you know where he's giving you some instructions on you know on how to be more Flukemaster like. So, but with that, without further ado, um, uh, St. Saint, uh, Saint Croix Rods has done a phenomenal job of stepping up and, and, and giving us a couple of rods to give away. And we've also got another little surprise that we're going to bring up to you guys here in just a little while. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest, Mr. Guillermo Gonzalez, and, uh, and talk to him a little bit and dive into Plead the Fifth. So Guillermo, what's up, buddy? How you doing? How are you, man? I'm doing well, dude. Doing well. How you feeling? How you been? How's the family and them? Man, I'm I'm feeling good. I just got back from Florida. I got to spend some time with my family, some really great friends. I got to go to ICAST, so I'm stoked. I, I had a great time. Feeling yeah, pretty good. I got to bump into you a few times and seeing you running around to ICAST and and you know, and doing some handling some business down there. Uh, I mean, let's touch on that for a minute while we're talking about it. Uh, you know, I mean, this you've been to ICAST before. This wasn't your first year, right? No, uh, this was my second year. My first year was last year. All right. So, so, I mean, I mean, how, I mean, how was it? I mean, anything that you saw that just floored you or it was pretty much was the same or, or was there an actual game changer that changed it for you? <laughs> I mean, f for me, it, there, there wasn't anything that, that really, really stuck out. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to kind of ignore uh, the, that little machine that Hobie came out with. Uh, that's, it looked like a Corvette engine with pedals in it. If you ask me, it's pretty cool. Um, the 360 drive, the 360 drive. Yeah, uh, it, it does look pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. Yak Attack's got some really cool updated, uh, updated uh, camera mounts. I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, recently, I've been uh, 
I've been working with their their newer rod holders, and they just come out. They're coming out with a little, or they may have already come out with a little nine degree block. So it's all pretty cool. I'm excited. I've got some of those on my boat. I thought I had some behind me, but I don't know if I do. I don't think I do. Nope. You got to get with it, Scott. Man, you know what? I got a whole bunch of those too. There's some on my boat, but I know exactly. Where... Oh, hey. <laughs> The little, 90 degree, yep, the little 90 degree adapter. I tell you what, I started using this. i uh, currently running one of these on, for a camera mount because I had, you know, we're, we're building our own in the, right now because it's been a while since Yak Attack was able to put one out. Um, but I'm actually wanting one of these with one of my GoPro sticks uh, that I that I use. And I just, you know, I run it right now with the, you know, just a regular th set screw down through there. And just uh, I have the quick connect access to be able to pop this off, you know, go into filming or go into, uh, uh, you know, doing any kind of underwater footage or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, good product. I'm excited about those as exactly. well. So. Small, but I mean, it gets two more. It gets two more rods on my boat and out of the way. So, I yeah, no fact, fact. So, all right, boss man. Well, I think you're familiar with the show. Um, uh, if you guys are just tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. I'm your host Scott Butcher, and uh, we're on tonight with Guillermo Gonzalez, uh, who's uh, uh, if you're not familiar, you need to get familiar. Follow him on Instagram and his socials. I'll get him to drop those here in just a second. Um, but Guillermo has been a big stick in the industry for a long time. He grew up around fishing. We're going to talk a little bit about his background and what he's doing, but this is a game uh, that we call plead the fifth. And what it is, is it's basically six questions. I've spent uh, now about two and a half weeks doing some research and some digging and talking to some of Guillermo's friends and family members even, and uh, kind of digging up a little bit of a pass and kind of getting into a little bit more personal touch because I don't, I'm not a, uh, I, you know, I, I'm working on a relationship with Guillermo, but I don't know him on the same level as some of these, uh, some of these other big names in the, in the industry does. And so, but for me, that's, what's exciting about it because that's a fan of the industry. Um, you know, I want to know more about these guys and what makes them tick and how they work and what they do. So this isn't just a straight fishing, uh, channel and a, a straight fishing interview. So if that's what you guys are looking for, you found the wrong place. We're going to talk a little bit about Guillermo, about life, about fishing, about hunting, about music, about everything that drives him. And, uh, you know, and just kind of get a little, know a little bit more about the community with that Guillermo, the rules are simple, bro. I got six questions. You get one plead the fifth. You can use that at any point in time you want to with zero follow-up questions. If you say, I tell you, I want to plead the fifth. We move straight on to the next questions. No questions asked. And then you have to live with that with your peers forever. If you, uh, if you make it through all six questions, we've got an exciting prize for you tonight. If you win and you don't, and you don't use your plead the fifth at all. Guillermo, I'm going to put a giant box of air in the mail to you tomorrow morning, buddy. And it's all it's, it's straight Georgia air that Timmons is going to hand pluck from my front yard later on tonight. And we're going to make sure that you get that tomorrow. I hope you're excited about it. It's not full of pollen, is it? Uh, well, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, welcome to Georgia, right? So for sure. <laughs> we don't yeah. need that here. <laughs> you don't need that air. Now, Guillermo, take take a couple seconds, buddy, and 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 introduce yourself a little bit. And give us your social handle so that way people can be following you. Yeah, my name's Guillermo. For those of you that don't know me, I was actually born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I, for the most part, grew up in Miami, Florida. Uh, moved to Texas, come to college here in Fort Worth, and I haven't wanted to leave ever since. I've been here for about 10 years, and, and I absolutely love it. Um, if you're interested in following me, uh, Guillermo Gonzalez on Facebook. Pretty easy to find. Friends with a lot of kayak anglers. And then Guillermo underscore Gonzalez underscore outdoors uh, on Instagram. 
Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, I am working on getting this sent over to me. I just had a graphic sent over to me real quick that I'm going to try to see if I can get squared away here. So that way we can kind of move on to the show and, uh, and roll from there. So should be done there. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in for the first time while I'm wrapping up a little bit of loose ends here, uh, do me two favors. First things first is I want you to comment down below on where you're watching from. I love seeing that connection and seeing that community and allowing other people to find out, Oh, Hey, you're a kayaker, you're an angler and I'm here and you're there. We're close. Let's go catch a, let's go, you know, let's go set a hook together somewhere. And I also like just seeing, you know, where you guys are tuning in from and it gives us, you know, just it brings about a little bit more of that community. Secondly, I want you to go in and on the bottom right hand side of your page on the tab there, if you're watching from a mobile device or your phone, you'll see a little button that says share, smash that and let your friends know that you guys are watching with us. Um, we've looks like we've already got a couple from Elkview, uh, West Virginia. What's up, Chris? Orlando, Florida, Dayton, Ohio in the house. You guys keep giving up, giving them the shout outs and we're going to get ready to rock and roll into this game of plead the fifth. Guillermo, are you ready, brother? Man, I think so. All right. Well, we're going to start off easy, brother. Start off easy. All right, guys. Welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. This is plead the fifth with Guillermo Gonzalez. Question number one. Um, boss man, I followed your Instagram and your Facebook channels and everything that you've been doing for a while. You travel all over the place and, and just really, and everything that you do, whether you're duck hunting, whether you're fishing, whether you're, whether you're fishing for bucks, um, you know, you, you're getting the opportunity to do what so many of us want to do, right? I want to know, um, the, 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 the two of your go-to places, but then I also want to know two bucket list places that you have not been able to get to just yet. Uh, well, that's pretty easy. Go-to places are going to be uh, Lake Fork Reservoir and Everglades National Park. Uh, Lake Fork's my favorite bass fishing lake in the country. By far, bar none, Everglades National Park is my favorite place ever in the world and universe. For that matter, it's a magical place. I'm lucky to have uh, grown up experiencing it. Um, and if, if anyone's ever even thought about going, uh, whether it be for fishing or, or whatever it is you like to do, uh, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Man, that really, that, that really on a personal level, that stings me because I've got an experience down at, down at, uh, at, at the national park. Uh, we actually, Gene and I had to go catch up and do some stuff, um, with, uh, my mind just went totally blank, uh, with, uh, Jameson Redding. We had to go down there and shoot some stuff with him for NRS. And we were literally in and out because we've been gone for two weeks and I got to be on the water down there. Like, you know, where I can see the boat ramp almost the entire time. So I'm sure that I missed out on some good stuff. Right. Well, maybe when were y'all down there? Um, Oh man, it's been, it was this summer or, la or maybe it was last summer, man. I don't know. All the days we travel so much, much like yourself, the days just kind of all blur together. Um, I remember it being stupid hot, but it's the Everglades. Maybe it's stupid hot all the time. Stupid hogs, lots of bugs. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that you're right there. So, and then what is it about Lake Fork? Uh, well, I mean, every, every just incredible mind blowing day of bass fishing that I've ever had in my life was on Lake Fork Reservoir. Um, I mean, numerous, numerous days over 110 inches. Oh my yeah. gosh. And while, while, you know, I haven't been able to make that happen in the tournament yet, I know it's only a matter of time. Um, well, now you had Chris, there's a funny story and I don't know if you remember it or not, but, um, you're notoriously known to not carry a net 
And so you were fishing Lake Fork one time with Christine and, and she lost two PBs in the same day, right? Because of no net. No, none of that had to do with a net. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well then would you like an opportunity to clear the air here, Mr. Guillermo? Well, one of them, one of them, she lost about halfway back from the boat and proceeded, uh, once she lost it, I mean, this thing came out of the water. It definitely one of her PBs. Uh, I, I would guesstimate it. It was definitely an over, which an over, an over slot fish on Lake Fork is over 24 inches. So this thing came out of the water. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, she just hooked an 11 pounder. That would be her luck. Um, but anyways, that fish, she hadn't realized she hooked it. She thought she was hung at first. And she kind of reeled up. She just kept reeling up on slack. And next thing you know, there's a 24-plus-inch fish jumping out of the water. Oh, I've got the shakes now just thinking about it, bro. Right. And she had another one that uh, she lost. It, it was a lot closer to the boat, but I, I don't think she ever got it close enough to put a net in it, although she, she gives me a lot of crap for not having a net in that boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, in my interview with her about you, I mean, that was literally like it was at the top of the list of, you know, this, this word that I'm not going to say about you. Cause I know that y'all are super close, but she meant it in, you know, in good loving fun, but there's children watching. I can't say what she called you about not having a net, but that's how she referenced it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, no, she's uh, you know, obviously she's, you know, she's one of the best in the game and I know that you and her are super, super close. And uh, she definitely had that on her list of, Hey, at Lake Fork, I didn't, I didn't take a net. And uh, cause Guillermo boat flips 10 pound fish. Well, when you're in Diablo, you can just slide them right in. Oh, there you go. What a, well, that's a good plug right there. Now, what Diablo are you in? I'm in a Diablo Amigo. It sits a little bit. The reason, one of the reasons I don't carry a net is, you know, that boat sits so low to the water. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen, uh, you've seen yeah. photos of me in it. And, you know, I kind of lean in one direction and I can slide a big fish right in. I can get really close to it if I have to cradle or lip a fish I, I can get really close to it and get it done really easily unlike uh you know any other boat basically that has higher higher side wells where that makes that a lot harder and, and a net's a lot more necessary so now well now i want to touch on that for a minute here you kind of opened the door to this but uh, i mean is the is the not having a net thing is that something that you just have have, have started doing because of the boat that you're in or is that is that a, a conscious thing to to help provide you know help take care of the fish a little bit better or like you know what is it about you that's that's anti net? Well, I wouldn't call me anti net. I actually you know I do use a net in certain scenarios. Um, I use a net a lot in, when I fish in the salt because um, it's a lot it's a lot harder to have control of some of those fish like a big redfish for example. Um, I really like the yak attack net cause it does, it does kind of retract on itself. I like to save space. The biggest, probably the biggest reason that I don't use a net at the moment is, um, is another is also one of the biggest reasons I fish in a, in a, in an Amigo is I like a clean open deck. I like to move around. I'm very clumsy. If I make a misstep, I'm in the water. Um, and the more, the more open I can keep my deck, just the more free, I, the, the more free I feel to fish. And uh, a lot of people that have known me know that I don't sit down to fish. So I like that open deck to walk around in. I got it. Love it, man. Excellent. Well, dude, see, quite, uh, and now uh, 
let's back up back and getting back into the question there. Um, maybe I missed it when you started talking about Lake Fork and, 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 the, and the national park there, uh, my, my brain, brain went into running, but what are the two places that are on your bucket list? Did you, did you tap on those and I missed them? So bucket list would be, I, I, I have a desire to go and fish either. I would love to fish, uh, Tierra del Fuego in Patagonia. Um, I love to fly fish and I love to trout fish and they've got some big suckers down there. So that's probably, that's, that's one, one on my bucket list. And now two on my bucket list. Let me think. Shoot. That's a tough one, but it, it, it's, since it's a bucket list and, and, and we're, we're being ambitious, I, I would love to Absolutely. go to a place like the Seychelles and, or Christmas Island and, and fish over there. That, that just looks incredible as someone who, who really likes uh, to be on the flats. That, that just looks unreal. Well, I tell you what, I, I, I definitely want to sign up to be a cameraman on that trip for sure. I'd love to say, I'd love to come down and fish it with you, but I'm a terrible angler, but with a camera, I'd be okay with you. So that'd be good. One, one more, it'd be the Amazon. Yeah, that would be, uh, honestly, I, I think any of those three bucket list items, I think all those are the places that, that ultimately, you know, as time progresses, we see you hitting and, you know, and see you setting the hook there and, you know, and making some killer memories, man. I, I you know, you, you, you seem to find a, a, a path to do what you want to do, man. So I'm sure you'll hit those places. So, all right. On to question number two, question one, super easy. Um, saltwater is kind of where you grew up. That's kind of where your roots were because you grew up in South Florida. Um, you know, after moving over here from Puerto Rico, you were what, eight or so, eight or nine when you moved over from Puerto Rico? I was, uh, I was eight, seven, late, late and seven to eight. Okay. And then, so in South Florida, I know that there are stories about, um, you know, about you getting out in, uh, you know, in, on, 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 on some ocean kayaks and stuff solo, like way further out than you probably should have been for, you know, for an 11 and 12 year old, um, you know, saltwater is where, is where you kind of you know, resonated yourself with the fishing world. Right. And I think most everybody knows that about you. And then you go to Texas in like 2009. And you, I, I believe that's where the, the bass and, and freshwater really started kind of, you know, tringing, tringling in and hitting your soul a little bit. So with that, um, I want you to talk on both of those things and why you love them. But I also want to give you the Sophie's choice. You only get one of those to fish from here on out. Which one is it? Man. That's a really tough one. That's a really tough one. I mean, let's, let's talk about salt first and why you love that, why that speaks to you. Well, I mean, there's so many cool creatures that you can target out in the salt water that pull really, really hard. And I, I, I can't argue with the fact that that that's that, you know, that excites me. That would excite any angler uh, to almost get spooled. You know, it's it's a neat thing. Um, some of the sights and sounds of saltwater are just unlike anything that I've ever experienced in freshwater. Uh, having, you know, something like a snook literally blow a hole in the water to eat whatever it is you're throwing. It, it, it's it just absolutely stops my heart. It's incredible. Um, but uh, man, if I had to pick one. Goodness. Let's talk about the connection. So in 2009, you moved to Texas. Why did you go to Texas in 2009? So I went to Texas because I figured it'd be a cool place to go. You know, I, I was, 
you know, I was a teenager and, 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 and teenagers kind of, if they get the opportunity and I was lucky enough to do so, they, they like to get away from home for a little bit. And, uh, you know, at first it was real, really hard, but you know, I knew being a guy that really likes to fish and likes to hunt, you know, there's a lot of people in Texas that are like-minded and I knew I'd get along with people. And I went to TCU, which was a school when I went and visited that I basically fell in love with. Um, and so really the rest was history at that point. Uh, I shipped myself off to Texas. I knew I'd have to deal with, you know, learning how to bass fish up until then, really the majority of my bass fishing experience extended to getting kicked out of golf courses. <laughs> but, uh, I, I definitely, I still liked bass fishing. I just, that my experience level wasn't anything like it had been in some other cases. I, I had done a little bit of fishing on, on Okeechobee and whatnot, but that was about it. Outstanding. All right. So Sophie's choice, you only get one to fish from here on out. What are you taking? Salt. Oh, okay. Now, now you, I mean, you're, you've, you've made quite a name for yourself in the tournament circuit. And let's just be honest. I mean, especially in the kayak space, there's not quite as many tournaments in in the salt space. I mean, would you? I mean, you know, again, you know, fictional Westbrook Wednesday world here. But I mean, you'd be able to walk away from tournaments like that, huh? I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. You want, keep in mind, you're making me pick one. <laughs> Pretty cool, you know. Like, love, he's like, I this love, isn't happening next week. <laughs> I love I love them both dearly, and 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 I love them both for different reasons, you know. Um, but you made me pick one and I, I, I just, if I, I had it. to pick one, I'm going to pick one where I can fish for more species. You well, know, we, we've got several, like, you know, Parker Jones right here, a young stick down in Louisiana talking about a peacock is on his bucket list. Uh, Parker, bro, I'm right there with you. I don't have one of those on my, uh, on my, on my, uh, resume yet. So Tim, has you got peacock bass on your resume? No. So see, there's, there's several of us that, you know, that's not that far away either. I don't know why we don't make this a thing. Parker Jones, we're coming, bro. We're going to hook up and we're going to go see if we can go down here and get, and get on something. I know, uh, Guillermo, I know you go home to family every now and then. We may have to catch up with you in South Florida sometime. That'd be great, man. So Nicholas Beltran saying the same thing. He's like, guys, come on, let's go. So uh would be super, super cool. Uh, Joshua Allen up here says, I would love to fish the Amazon. Yeah, bro, who wouldn't? And Joshua, bro, I'm hoping that this is your, uh, what's the name of this app that's going on right now is your profile picture that I just dropped open right here. I really hope that that's your... Uh, I hope that's your old man picture and not your actual picture. I don't know what's going on with that app right now that everybody's loving, but uh, it definitely made for some funny stuff today. Okay. Um, so here we go. So this is a kind of a different segment, boss man, that we're going to dive into right here. Let me get my screen pulled up. Um, this is a segment that we call um, uh, Insta and uh, Insta throwback and, and or explain that Instagram. So what I'm going to do is, is, is Guillermo, I know that you don't know it, but um, I've actually dove into um, uh, your Instagram a little bit and pulled up some photos. And so what I would like is for you to take the opportunity and discuss these photos a little bit more. And so that way, um, we, uh, we can get a little bit more explanation about some of these photos and what's going on in these photos. So that way we have a better feel for why these are on your Instagram. You ready for that? You okay with that? You understand? I think I can handle it, man. All right, cool. Here we go. Um, photo number one. Let me push this to the screen here. Uh, let's see. We're going to bring that up right there. And I don't really like how small that's making that. Let's see if I can bring that up. Nope, it's still going to be just as small. 
man, I need to really fix that. Uh, can you see that photo, that photo there, Guillermo? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, uh, again, you know, talking about some of the bass that we were just talking about here with the peacocks. This is September 4th, 2014 is when you posted it with a whopping 21 likes. Uh, tell us about this photo. What's going on here? Uh, so, so I caught that fish on a golf course. Um, he's in the Tylus hat. So he's already, he's already looking like a golfer. Well, I, I learned if you look like a golfer, you're a little less likely to get kicked out. Children, yeah. children, if you're watching, we are not endorsing here on Westbrook Wednesday for you guys to, uh, to go sneak on the golf courses. But if that's on the golf course, I might take, I might take that too. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did play golf, you know, so I, you know, anytime I played a course and I, I saw a big fish, I mean, you, you'd be likely to find me there the next day in my golf clothing, trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to look apart. <laughs> like, are you carrying a club or, I mean, are you just walking up in a, in a, in golf pants and a fishing rod? Just golf pants, golf shirt, <laughs> a title of that, and see how long I can get away with it. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's, that's, that's killer. So how many times, I mean, can you, can you legally explain how many times you've been, you've been asked to leave a golf course? Probably six or seven. <laughs> All right. Photo two. Uh, this uh, looks like a, looks like a, an empty Modelo here. Um, and uh, it's got a whopping 23 likes. And this was some December 28th again in 2014. I think this looks like it was the first year for you on Instagram, right? Yeah, probably. So, so what, so what's going on in this gram here? Uh, I mean, it's, you know, my, my family really likes to get out and, and hang out in the Keys. And that, that's all it is. I was I was with my family and life was good. You know, we're, we're hanging out. That picture was probably taken in Elliott Key, which is on the east side of Biscayne Bay. And uh, we always I, I always have a we have our little skiff right there. So when I want to go out and look for a bonefish, I just I just hop on and go. Outstanding, outstanding. Now, is this your regular drink of choice? Uh, I, I like them. <laughs> I, would, I don't know. If it's like, pretty partial to the Shiner Bock, the Texas beer. Uh, okay, so now, now this is now uh, obviously. I mean, that's something you've grown accustomed to now being a you know a Texan yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love it. I love nice. it. What's the name of that? I'm about to look that up. Shiner Bock. Shiner box. Somebody drop some links for that. See who can. Is that something that we can have delivered? Somebody, 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 somebody drop some links and see what we can find that right there. That sounds uh, sounds interesting. Um, all right. So right here is uh, it looks like, and I, I'm gonna fix this, guys. I don't know why these photos are so small. I'll have this corrected next week. My apologies. Um, but uh, this one I liked because this is my this is this is that OD Green um, rig, which is you know partial to my heart. But uh, talk to us a little bit about what's going on here. And I'm assuming this is this is obviously prior to your days with uh, with life jackets and kayaks, right? That's actually not me. Oh, this is a photo you took then. Yeah, that's a photo I took. Um, that's that's my buddy, Eric. OK, and that was just a trip where we actually uh, we wanted to explore this part of a river. That's that's kind of a pain in the rear to get to. We had to hop up several dams. Um, all public, just just not real easy, and uh, it was really cool. It's deep in the heart of Fort Worth. A lot of people don't really realize it even exists, but we hopped up those dams and went and fished up there, and the fishing wasn't even that good, but it, it was an enjoyable day with, with some really good friends. 
All right, sweet. And what did you say his name was? Uh, his name's Eric. Eric yeah. Niederhauser. Eric, buddy, if you're watching, I'm going to give you a little public shaming, buddy. buddy make sure. I'm assuming now this has been 2014. I'm assuming now by now you got your good, a good, uh, a good life jacket to uh, to get out in the water with. And then last but not least, uh, this was not necessarily on your Instagram, but yet sent to me from a friend of yours. So what's going on here? Uh, that was check uh, out. Check out this haircut, by the way, guys. I had some long hair. I had some long hair when I was in high school. Um, this is high school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's high school. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know. I, I was, so I was in like a funk band and stuff and, and having long hair was cool. And, uh, writing that yeah. down funk band. What was, the name of, what was the name of the band? Guillermo. Seussville. Seussville. Yeah. Somebody but, find me a YouTube clip of the Seussville. I'm I don't I'm sure you might be able to find something somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. But, but anyways, that particular fish, uh my family went on a little almost staycation. We went just a little further north in Florida and uh you know, I hung out with my family during the day, but at night uh I uh went around and Popped a few fences trying to find dock lights, and uh, I caught that snook off a dock light at like 2.30 in the morning, and I called my mom, and uh, she actually, at 2.30 in the morning, she walked on down and took that picture of me. Man, that, that's dedication. Good job, mom. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Way to support your son, who, yeah. who's, who's, you know, who I'm assuming at this point in your life, you know, you're not really sure about what kind of decisions he's making because he's got long hippie hair and is in a funk band, but yet you're still waking up at two or 30 in the morning to go support him. That's, that's, that's love right there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not parents, that's love. That's what we call that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm thankful for it. I mean, that, that was a good <laughs> snook. It was an exciting time and it's a great looking fish, man. Great looking fish. So, sure. all right, well, dude, that, 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 that goes into, uh, explain that gram, Joe, bro. Good job. So see, that was easy. I feel like everybody gets a little tense when we start pulling up Instagram photos, but yours was actually really, really good. Mostly fishing. So, uh, you know, definitely something that you guys should go check out for those just tuning in. Give us your Instagram handle again. Guillermo Gonzalez outdoors underscore between the words. All right, guys. So y'all make sure y'all go tune. Y'all go check out Guillermo. Give him a follow there. Um, all right, boss, man, we're rolling into question number four. If you guys are just tuning in, welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. Um, I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We're here with Guillermo Gonzalez, uh, uh, former, uh, grew up in South Florida, uh, now reigns in Texas. Uh, he's a graduate of TCU and just an all around stick and good guy in this community. And uh, so we're, we're kind of playing a little round to plead the fifth here. And you are at the halfway point rolling into question number four. Um, boss, man. So a lot of people don't realize that uh you're just as much into into fishing and hunting as you are music you're very musically inclined um you play a lot of different things music is something that's a major part of your life and a bunch of different facets and so um i i want to i wanted to kind of dive deep a little bit here bro and to, and and i want to understand a little bit about why those three things uh fishing hunting and music how those things kind of resonate with you and why they mean something to you the way that they do Okay, that's a deep question, man. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. Well, 
so I think as far as fishing and hunting is concerned, uh, and I get this from my mom and dad, just, just kind of a, a deep connection with the water. Um, the outdoors, but more so, more so even the water. My, my mom growing up uh, in Puerto Rico was actually a dang good windsurfer. Um, so she, she grew up around the water, water, water was her life. Um, my dad always grew up around boats and fishing. Um, now my dad grew up more around, uh, around Marlin fishing more than anything, um, in Puerto Rico with, with his family. But, uh, so that, that kind of love and connection to the water is, is a big part of, I think, is a big part of where I get my love for the water. And it's a reason why I love to fish. And it's a reason why I actually really enjoy, you know, of all the hunting, I, the most, I enjoy waterfowl hunting because I get to sit in the water and do it. So I, it's, it's really hard to explain, but there's just something about it that I love. And, and, and that's captivating to me. It's my, it's my favorite element that God made, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for it because I don't know what I'd do without it. As far as music is concerned, uh, it, it's I, I also get that from my mom and dad. They're they're very they're very into music. My mother my mother's actually a guitar player, and um, and my, my dad toyed with it a little bit uh, when we got started. We actually got started together, and I ended up having a little more time for it. Um, and there's something about and, and I don't know if I get this. I, I don't know where this comes from, but I, I really like, I like rhythmic music. And I assume that comes from, uh, that comes from my mother who loves uh, Latino music. And I honestly, I love Latino music, salsa, all that jazz. Um, and, uh, but somewhere in there, I, I have, aside from my love for classic rock and other jazz and all that, I have this like weird thing for funk music. Hence, uh, hence like playing funk in a band. And uh, we, we kind of mixed it up when I was in high school and, and we, we kind of fused it with, uh, we kind of fused it with some, you know, some, some, with rock. It wasn't just totally, it wasn't like 70s funk either, but man, some of my fondest memories were when I came together with, with, with my bandmates and we just, we just made great music and it all came together. And, you know, we, we did play a few shows. Some of them were absolutely fantastic and some of them were just awful, but every, every single one of those shows, I, I had a great time and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's one of the things I miss most about living in Florida. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't get to play as much anymore. Um, I still, I still pick up my guitar, I pick up my bass and I play, but I just don't, I don't play with people like I used to, unfortunately. Something you feel like that's kind of missing, something you're looking to get back into maybe? Maybe one day, but I spend so much time traveling and fishing that, which I don't complain about one bit. Hey, um, man, you, 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 yeah, you really feel sorry for you here. That, that <laughs> I don't, that I don't necessarily, you know, well, yeah, I miss it a lot. There's a reason why I'm not doing it and, and I'm okay with it, you know? And I, yeah. every now and then I still, I still get together with some old friends and we still jam. So it's, it's well, not, you, you mentioned guitar and bass. Are there other instruments that you play and do you sing at all? I, vocally? So I, I, I play the drums as well. Um, man, this guy does it all. 
but I uh, I want to be a grandma right now. I got a little got a little little envy, a little jealousy going on. I am an absolute. I mean, you know, so when I was in, it, it, the only thing I had going for me, like like with girls when I was growing up, like it was I could play music because I was a total nerd growing up, and even then it didn't really work for me to be. Every, totally honest isn't with that me. the thing? The drummer always gets the girls. Is that why you picked up the drumsticks? You know, at first, no. Uh, but as, it, uh, as I kind of grew up, it, it seemed like a good reason to keep it up. But I mean, I, in the band, I never actually played. Uh, I never actually played the drums. I, I was always the guitar player. Um, but like I said, it's not like it worked for me. I was a total nerd in high school. I, I really all I cared about was music and music and fishing. So, um, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's something I really miss for sure. And I, by the way, I'm a terrible, terrible singer. I'm so bad. Oh yeah. Well, see, I'm I'm utterly terrible at it. And I was actually joking with my wife last night before I did my other show that I do on that I host on Tuesday nights because every time I I love music. Like we were talking a little bit earlier. Like I, I'm I'm very passionate about music, but I have zero talent. Like my wife can hear a song, go grab one of the guitars and start playing it. I can't. Like when you go to a concert and everybody's clapping to that same beat. I'm the guy that screws that up, Guillermo. I can't do it, bro. Like I have no rhythm whatsoever. I'm but sorry, I, but I love music, right? So I put this microphone in front of me, and you know, and, and I feel like I'm a '90s, you know, '90s uh, gangster rapper, and I just start trying to flow lyrics like crazy over the mic. And luckily, none of that gets recorded because otherwise, I'd never be able to do it at a live show again if that ever went public. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we'd all love to hear it. No, 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 you wouldn't. No. You wouldn't, I promise you. So we're going to have to make it happen. All right. So question number five, boss, man, how you feeling? You feeling good? That was a little deep dive there. You need to shake it off. Or are you feeling good? No, I feel good, man. All right. Good. Rock and roll, man. Well, we're going to actually kind of talk a little bit about uh, one of your best friends in the sport that we kind of touched on a little bit there before with Miss Christine Fincher and talk about kind of the somewhat Cinderella story, um, you know, where over the, just over the, over the very recent, just few last few months, where she's taken a first place in the Hobie series. She's taken a first place in the KBF series. She's on this dominating run of what she's doing. Um, I had them on the way in last night on the KBF show that I host. Um, and her and a couple of the other girls putting together a women's weekend to, to further grow that community or that segment of the community around the sport. Um, all of these things, you know, are, are, are from, from the outside looking in feel like these big hurdles that are that are being overcome in the industry what do you think Guillermo? what's your opinions on on how, sh how how those barriers are being broken down and what's another hurdle or two that we're still have yet to overcome in this community oh well i mean i i for one i i'm let me just go ahead and say i'm really proud of her she you know she she's come a long way uh without a doubt it's and, and, and she's, she's done a lot of just very positive things for our sport. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm actually thrilled that she's a part of our sport because, you know, there aren't many women in our sport and she's inspiring more women to become a part of our sport, to not be intimidated by the fact that this is a male dominated sport. You know, you know, I'm a firm believer. It seems like every time I take, my girlfriend fishing, she catches a bigger fish than me. I'm a firm believer that women just have some, 
that you know helps that them innate, that six sense right yeah so that's six sense and 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 i think i think honestly it would happen more uh, if we had more women in our sport so you know i i love what she's doing I, I think it's awesome i i hope that she continues to encourage women to to come out and compete against against the guys um and and i think she is i mean even here in our local trails in texas more and more women seem to be showing up tournament morning and I love it. And, and they're doing well, they're doing well. They're catching fish just, just like everyone else. And, and they're cashing checks, you know? So, um, it's really exciting. I mean, if I had to say hurdles, we need to overcome, uh, with the sport of kayak fishing. I mean, that's, that's a hard question. Um, are you talking about yeah. like, regarding women in our sport or, or no or, just re, uh, just hurdles in the sport like we've come a long way in the last couple of years but you've been around it now for quite a while you're you're you know whether it's something you're you're comfortable admitting to or not but you're a leader in the industry you know you you work with a lot of these start you know top teams and, and and different companies you know you're 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 definitely an ambassador to everything that we're doing and as a fan of this sport, one of the things that I love doing when I interview guys like you is bringing you guys on and, 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 you know, what's, you know, what's your vision? Where do, you know, where do you think the sport, you know, if, if you could, if you could just snap your fingers and this be done in the sport to get over something that you feel like we're not quite have right yet or something that we're doing, but we could do better, uh, you know, for you, what, what do you think that, you know, what's the next step for this sport? Well, uh, one of the things that, that I think is kind of, starting to to happen in our sport is uh and is our sport seems to be getting more complicated um i think a lot of people when they get into kayak fishing they get into it for the simplicity of it all um and and, and what i'm saying is is not necessarily such a bad thing uh, and it's something that comes with growth but it is becoming more complicated especially as 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 far as tournament bass fishing is concerned um, more, more and more trails are, are coming about there and they're all doing it in their, in their own way, which, which is, which is a good thing. Um, but I think a lot of peop new people are coming to the sport and they, they don't even know where to start anymore. Um, yeah. and I think, think things, you know, things could, could be a little simpler. I, and it's really a hard thing to talk about because, you know, I, I don't want to call anyone out or anything like that. You know, I think every every tournament organization does does things in their own way and, and it works for certain people and it works for those people. And, you know, but absolutely. Um, so I don't necessarily believe that, that, that it's a bad thing. But I mean, I know at least for me this year has been pretty overwhelming. Um, I as a as as an angler that considers himself competitive and wants to you know, wants to continue, to, wants to try to make a name for himself, you know, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where, well, if I want to do this, I got to fish three different trails and 28 different tournaments to, to really get that opportunity these days, you know? Um, and like I said, that's not a bad thing, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's loading, it's loading up my schedule. It's cluttering it up. And, um, do you, do you think, you know, one of the hot topics right now going around the industry is, you know, is, is, is getting that next level to where there's an actual pro division to where, you know, a lot of what we see, so many of, of the guys at the top tier 
want to compare themselves or compare the, the the industry to FLW to you know to to BASS to 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 um, MLF. Uh, you know, uh, do you think that that's where we should be heading into, you know, that kind of, of, you know, this is the life that these top tier top 50 guys or top 100 guys or whatever those numbers, you know, shape out to be that this is that this is where we start seeing them running around on, you know, whatever Fox Sports or NBC or ESPN or whatever. Like, is that a goal that you think this community should be running towards? I, I definitely do. Um, one of the things that's unfortunate is you know so many people want that but i think a lot of things that people don't realize is you know that that kind of that kind of thing is expensive and um a lot of these guys a lot of these professional anglers in the major boat tours are spending a lot of money to do what they do a lot of money say that again for the ones in the back they're, they're spending a lot of money to do what they do and i think in order for this for the sport of kayak fishing to go in that direction I think you're going to have to have people that are willing that, you know, there's, I feel like there's a lot of people that want to be pros, but they don't want to spend the money to be pros. Well, and for me, let me, let me dig into that a little bit. And, and, and Guillermo, you, you correct me where I'm wrong here, where I'm not seeing it, but as a fan, I think not only would not only not willing to spend the money, but not willing to put in the work sometimes. And what I mean by that is, is that it's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time away from home, time away from families. And and I hope that as the sport grows and we get better and more more uh, decisive on who's who and what's what and better storytelling, better opportunities for guys like yourself to step to the front and 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 show these other these outside companies and these non endemics, you know, who you guys are and what you guys represent. And I think that when we can start putting those connections together between a personal story and what you're doing on the water. I think then we start really kind of building a brand and building something that people want to tune into. You know, you take what Brian Latimer did and how he set up himself. And when he won down on Lake Seminole this year and just the emotions that overtook him on the stage when, you know, when he brought his kids up on stage, like everybody was already knew who he was and knew that backstory. And, and I, for me personally, I don't think we're there yet in this industry. But by God, is it something that I, that myself and I know so many others are working to get right so that we can get these bigger companies to put in the money so that it's not so rough on guys like yourself and guys like Jay and guys like Eric Siddiqui and Cody Milton and guys that are really have the ability to make a run at making this a living. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think a big part of that is um, at the end of the day uh, to to make a run and make a living, you need you need you need real true sponsorship. And, you know, and as much as I hate to say this in, in today's day and age, even, even with, with kayak companies, the people that are, that are getting a lot of the money are not kayak fishermen. And I think when the time comes that the kayak fishing, the fishermen are, are, are the ones getting the money to actually, you know, go ahead and compete at a higher level that's when that's when that's when the whole higher level of kayak fishing is going to be taken to the next level. I, and I, I think it's going to happen. And I, I agree with I agree with that completely. My my argument or my my other my other angle to look at that statement from is that you know I, I I'm I'm very blessed to be good friends with Luther Cyphers who owns Jack Attack and Bonafide, and me and him talk a couple times a week about different things in in, in the community in the sport. And, you know, for, for a company like Yak Attack, I mean, you know, that, that was a bootstrap company 
that he started in his house, you know what I mean? And done what they've done and they've rolled everything in. So on one hand, I understand, but, uh, you know, that, you know, that we need these other companies to step up, but really what we need is companies, you know, a, you know, a bigger, a bigger company. We need, you know, a Geico, a state farm, a, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Heinz, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, something that is where these companies are putting in hundreds and hundreds of million dollars a year into advertising. We've got to get to the point to where one of those brands is ready to, to take a risk, so to speak on us and on this community. And for me, selfishly, I think storytelling is a big, is a big gap there. And so that's why I'm continuing to do what I'm doing in this sport. And so this totally got way off on topic, but man, it's, it's been really good. And I love having this conversation with you because you are that very much not hold back personality. So Guillermo, I thank you for opening this can of worms with us. Um, it, you yeah. know, it's definitely been good, man. And, 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 you know, I, I completely agree with you on, on that realm. And, and one of the things that, that makes our sport special is because it's, it's, it's a relatively young sport. You're absolutely right. You know, a lot of the companies that are driving this sport forward are, are, are mom and pop companies that, you know, that are, that are pushing their own, you know, they, they don't have these incredibly huge marketing budgets. They, they just, all. And even still, even without these huge marketing budgets, they're putting money into our sport. And that's one of the things that, makes this sport great is people people that put money into it are actually passionate about it they're not just throwing money at it to see what happens which i think does happen uh in in the boat world more so well i think there's i think we're gonna see that guillermo i think we're gonna see the time come where a company comes to just straight invest right not to partner with the community or partner with the sport but just to come wave money and say make my money grow Right. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm open to interpretation and you guys drop down in the comment section or, or, or let us know privately, get in my inbox, let me, or I'm sure Guillermo will be happy to, to answer questions about this with you as well. But I don't know that, that we're ready for that just yet. And I also don't know that, that to be honest with you, that even if we were ready, that we want that. One of the things that I love about this is this community right? And how close knit all of these people are and how much, you know, I mean, even when you guys are competing, you know, I've seen the photos where, you know, you and, and Eric and Christine are all sitting, you know, within a triangle distance of one another, you know, out there talking or, you know, trying to figure out why Matthew Scotch is not answering a text message because he's way down on the other end because he doesn't talk to anybody when he's fishing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things where I, I I'm, it, I'm excited about watching what happens next. But I'm also excited to get to know guys like yourself who are leading this industry, because at the end of the day, there's a handful of about 40 of you guys, 50 of you guys that the other thousand of us are going to follow. So, you know, no pressure, but it's in, you know, it's in it's in your guys's hands to kind of help take us in the right place, man. And honestly, I couldn't think of, you know, 50 better people to to do it. So oh, I, I agree completely. You know, I talk about all the time. One of my favorite things to say about this community is some of the best people I've ever met in, in the world fishing these little plastic boats. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I love it so much. So anyway, we got way off on topic guys here off of uh, here off the show. But Guillermo, man, thank you for your thoughts there, bro. And kind of pulling back that veil a little bit. Um, what question number were you on? Does anybody know? Oh, that was the that was our, that was our Cinderella story question. So we're going to dive here. And this is actually good because this is even a deeper topic here, bro, for you on a personal level, my question six, uh, uh, final, final question here below. Again, if you guys are just tuning in, uh, welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. Um, I'm your host, Scott Butcher here. We're here with Guillermo Gonzalez on the final question of his plea to the fifth. 
and he has not used his lead the fifth just yet. And I don't really expect him to use it here. Um, so boss, man, we just come off of a very deep topic and kind of, you know, kind of, you know, unpacked a lot of information. Um, you, you a very accomplished angler, very accomplished musician, hunter, everything that you do, you know, putting yourself through school, moving away, you know, having, you know, having your family, you know, uh, um, you know, come over from Puerto Rico when you're very young and, and all of these different things that you've been stacked up to, you're still very much a young man in life. And, and in a day and time where, to be honest with you, um, I'm not going to get in too deep into this, but I, I was at a, I was at funeral services yesterday for Hunter Perkins, Tim Perkins, who's a, who's a big time kayak, uh, uh, guy in the community. Um, I was, I was at services yesterday and it got my brain kind of churning about legacy and about what you're doing because how quick life can be, can kind of go. I'm not going to get emotional and dive into that, but Guillermo, my question for you becomes, what is it you want your legacy to be? in this community or any when this is said and done because i know that you're a deeper thinker and i know that you do things with intent and with purpose and that you're self-motivated and driven but when this is all said and done and you've got the bass on the wall you've got all the, the photos of all the places that you've been what's the legacy of garamon gonzalez that you want to leave behind bro well you know there's there's one thing and and i i'll start off by saying I, i'm not perfect and even in, 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 in kayak fishing and in, in, in tournaments, I've, I've made mistakes and I, I've made a butt of myself. Um, but, you know, moving forward with that, you know, there's there's one thing. There's one thing that I really, you know, I try to I try to say a prayer before all my events. And, and there's one thing that um, that that I pray for more than anything. And it's, you know let whatever i do today um of course you know glorify god and allow me to set an example for for anyone out here on the water in in, in the way you're, you're supposed to treat the anglers around you um that's really important to me and like i said i've i've made mistakes before and and done things i shouldn't have done you know we we all we all get into it and we're all trying to get get our five and but nonetheless you know I, I think uh i think the way we carry ourselves on the water i i fish because i love this sport and and, and what i want to encourage people to do more than anything um is to fish because they love this sport to tournament fish because of that feeling that you get when you catch a fish a good fish and it matters um it's the best feeling in the world um one of them and, and to do it the right way. Um, and, you know, with, you know, with kayak fishing being such a grassroots deal, even still it, it's growing like crazy, but, but even still it's, uh, it's a grassroots deal. And, and I think we, we've had our, our bad apples in the sport and, and they're in every sport has them. Um, but, I think in the grand scheme of things, um, we do have such a good group of fellows right now that, uh, that are representing our sport. And I hope I can just be a part of that group that positive, positively represents the sport and, 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 and shows people that, you know, at the end of the day, we do this cause it's fun. 
we do this because it, it, you know, God has given us a stage by which to compete and, and, and to be, to be, you know, to be, to be men. And, you know, the sport of kayak fishing is so much more hands-on than, than fishing in any other realm. Um, we, we go out there and, and we sweat and, and we work hard and, and we paddle against 25, sometimes 30 mile an hour winds to get to places. And that's a part of our sport that really sets it apart from any other kind of fishing out there. Um, it's so physical and, uh, you know, I, I just hope that I, I, I can be a positive influence to people. And I, I know, like I said, I guess I've made my mistakes, but if, if there was a legacy, I mean, a legacy is such a big grand word and I feel like I'm not worthy of such a word to be honest, but, you know, if there was a legacy that I wish I could lead is, is, is that, um, you know, real men, uh, compete with integrity and purpose. You know, you're going to real men will go out there and women and women, and they'll fish their absolute hardest. Um, they'll, they'll leave everything out on the lake, you know, but, uh, they'll do it, uh, with the intent to be good people and to be good competitors. Guys, if you guys are not smashing that like button and that heart button right now, you guys are absolutely wrong because Guillermo Gonzalez just took us to church, ladies and gentlemen, uh, dude. And, you know, and, and that humility, that that the the humbleness that you present in your answer there where you talk about you didn't feel like you're, you know, you're you're worthy enough of using the word legacy to represent your own life. And even at your young age right now, bro, I'm telling you right now that the reputation that you carry and that your name carries in this sport you are doing everything to set yourself up in an amazing legacy. And bro, I'm just, I'm super, super excited to, uh, for you and for this community and what we're doing. And thank you on behalf of not just myself, but the fan base and the community for being the leader that you are in the sport and representing, you know, yourself, our community and all the companies that back you, um, uh, because you're doing it the right way, bro. And you're, and you're proving it week in and week out. So great job, Gary Gonzalez. You got to smash that like button, smash that heart button. Buddy, you have made it through Plead the Fifth. All six questions answered. Jonathan Timmons, get that box of, uh, of air, and let's get that shipped out to him. <laughs> so great job, man. Absolutely great job. So guys, as all of you guys know, we're going to get ready to dive in here. If you guys are familiar with the show, um, drop comments and questions and anything that you guys want to follow up. Garamo, I'm sure we'll dive back in later on. Um, and go in and answer any kind of questions. Uh, uh, we got the big Jonathan Timmons sitting right here next to me, uh, answering a couple of things as well. And, uh, and, and it's one of those things to where, um, you know, if there's something that, I, that, that any of us can talk about, well, that's what we want to do. And, and definitely something that, you know, the, that we'd love to, you know, to set aside and be able to answer questions for you guys. Um, you guys know that we are getting ready to give away, um, two rods, uh, and, and go ahead a little bit, Guillermo, and tell us a little bit about these two rods as I get ready to kind of throw a surprise here on screen that you guys are not ready for. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about it. So if y'all aren't familiar, uh, we're giving away two St. Croix rods, a Mojo Yak and a Bass X. Um, now St. Croix, uh, they, you know, they consider themselves to make the best rods on earth. And I'm going to be the first person to tell you it's 100% true. I mean, they, they are freaking incredible, incredible sticks to fish with. And one of the things that I part in particular love about what they do is they are very intuitive about 
uh, making technique specific actions that, you know, that will suit different anglers. So one of the things that they did is they said, okay, well, for example, kayak anglers, such a big part of our sport, what can we do to support them? And, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, a kayak fishing rod, what, what makes a kayak fishing rod really all that different? Okay, cool. It's got a shorter butt. Well, I mean, there's ways that you can balance a rod out, give it a shorter rod, but still make it balance well. You know, they took the time to try to put that together into a rod, a rod that you could fish easily, even if you're wearing, you know, even if you're wearing a big PFD with its pockets full of baits or whatever it may be, you know, and, and they put that together in the Mojo Yak. The next thing that they decided to do was, you know, well, this was actually before when they came out with the Bass X, you know, they realized that, you know, there's there's a lot of anglers that, you know, may not necessarily be able to afford, you know, 200, 300, 400, however much it may cost dollar rod. So they decided, let's make the absolute best rod we can make for the money. And that's the Bass X. Um, they're incredible rods. Whoever, whoever wins these rods is going to be lucky to have them. And uh, I'm excited for y'all. All right. So with that, guys, I'm going to bring these down real quick because we got another little quick thing to throw up. Something you guys didn't know. Tell us a little bit about this thing right here and what we got going on right here. So uh, I call I called up my boy Lloyd, and uh, for Ooh, those surprise for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Excite Baits is actually a, a local Texas company, and and I have been a huge fan of them for probably seven years now, and they make. Some of my absolute favorite baits. So I called Lloyd and I told him, hey, listen, I'm going to be on this show with Scott. He's kind of a big deal. Going to be a lot of people watching. Ryan, we just talked about your integrity. Oh, well, my bad. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, there are going to be a lot of people watching. You know, I, I think it would be really cool if we put together a package of my personal favorite baits that I've actually you know, now, you're, you're putting together a package of your own Guillermo Gonzalez hand-selected baits from this company, Excite, that exactly. you fish with all the time, and we're going to pick somebody that you're going to, we're going to drop these baits to them, right? Exactly. Now, these, these are literally my favorite. I actually got them right here. I'm going to show you what I like to use them for and everything. Oh, let me, let me get this off the screen here. And I mean, no offense to Excite, but we want to, we want to make sure you get as much screen coverage as possible here to talk about these baits. Go ahead there. Show us these baits. Okay. So if you're going to Lake Fork. Or really, if you're fishing deep anywhere, you can't go anywhere without the 10-inch worm. Ooh. My favorite 10-inch worm, this is the raptor tail worm. It's 10 inches long, blue flag. You can't go anywhere without this, especially if you plan on fishing deep, whether it be ledge fishing, Lake Fork. So all those crazy good days that I've had on Lake Fork, this has been an absolute key player. Uh, one of the unique things about Excite baits is they make all their baits. They don't put any salt in their baits. And a lot of people think, well, I mean, doesn't that, doesn't that make them not hold on as long? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the case whatsoever. It makes them more durable. And uh, if any of y'all have ever thrown, and I think it improves their action. If any of y'all have ever thrown a Carolina rig, uh, you, I personally try to avoid uh, baits with salt when I'm throwing a Carolina rig because you want your bait to float high above that weight. That's kind of what makes a Carolina rig a Carolina rig. Um, so this is another great Carolina rig bait uh, because it floats high above your weight. Next bait, 
probably one of my favorite baits of all time. And I think a lot of y'all can agree. Uh, this is a hogalicious, which is basically their brush hog. Um, great light duty flipping bait will slip into anything. Works great. Great on a great on a sea rig. Once again, one of my favorites for that. Next bait, XB1, made with a weight transfer system. They cast like a charm, and they swim straight every time. And this is my actual personal favorite color for fishing, you know, in Texas. What what are they? What is what does Excite call that color? Uh, copper green, I believe. Copper green, I like it. But yeah, the weight transfer system is killer. They're really easy to cast, and and they'll last you a long time. Next one, Shad Nasty. I think for the price, one of the best, uh, one of the best swim baits out there. Uh, I throw them on a regular basis. I th I'll throw them on on just about anything from just a bare hook uh, to a swim jig trailer, whatever it may be. I've even thrown them on a Carolina rig before. And then last but not least, the Raptor Tail Junior. One of the coolest looking uh, crawfish baits out there on the market. My personal favorite color, I'm pretty simple, just green pumpkin. That's what you're going to get. Um, great as a jig trailer. But I mean, killer little bait. So, and, and right, the best thing right, about so, it is oh, go ahead. these guys dance around when you when you stop them. Little pinchers. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm guys. I, I'm gonna let y'all know. One of y'all. One of y'all might need to pick me for those, and uh, and let me see if I can win those. There. I don't really like. I gotta figure this out, Tim. Is we got to figure out why this doesn't give us a full screen here, because I'd love to be able to go in here and show you guys some of this. So what we're gonna do first, guys is uh is we're gonna pick a we're gonna pick a rod winner and then i'm gonna tell you guys how we're gonna pick an excite bait winner how about that you guys ready for that y'all smash that like button and let me know that you guys are ready for that so here's what we're gonna do i actually asked timmons to find us a winner but i want to go through and do a, a little shout out to a couple of folks here um ryan denny with a phenomenal post here uh you guys did some great stuff uh we asked y'all to get creative with some of this stuff uh chris johnson uh with his uh his little ass kicker onesie uh in the uh, uh it looks like what is that the walking dead kappa show here that look that was that was really cool travis doggins does a great job here we're talking about um as uh his pska which is a local club here in georgia he took a win last month on the flint and his wife sent him this, this little short video with his newborn super super cute um uh tony talks about some spinner baits tyler harrington uh kind of tried to tug at my own heartstrings here with posting up a convenience store from my hometown um, Charlie Spriggs with, uh, with that Kentucky waterfall, you're always throwing that thing up and trying to, trying to, uh, trying to pull out a victory in one of these days. And it may be today. We'll see how, we'll see what kind of mood Timmons is in to pick a winner. So y'all can't be mad at me because it's all the pressure is on Timmons tonight. Uh, how you feeling? You nervous Timmons about picking a winner here? Not at all. You're going to be, you're fixing to make a best friend is what we're, is about, is about what we've decided, right? Best friend and 50 enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Fact one best friend and 50 enemies. So I'm going to touch on real quick. Um, uh, uh, little Maddox Willingham right here. Uh, this is, uh, this is a photo that, um, yeah, this, this little dude means a lot to me. You've, you've heard me talk about him on the show before I wear his bracelet and I've got one of his hats, uh, not in this office. It's actually on my hat wrap because I wear it when I'm not doing, uh, you know, kayak related stuff where I, you know, where I wear my traditional Westbrook hat, but, uh, uh, she, uh, this is his mother, uh, Erica and, uh, their, their family friends. They, they're in the kayak industry a little bit as well. And uh, she posted this photo. And uh, so I wanted to give them a shout out with his Maddox Tough 
hashtag. I definitely recommend you guys go and find his page and follow along with his story. Um, he just got dis, uh, discharged after some uh, bone marrow transplants. Um, and uh, she even used uh, my personal hashtag there with the tag of your dreams and little Maddox, buddy. If, uh, if you get to watch this tomorrow, uh, we love you, buddy. We're praying for you as always. Uh, you're an inspiration to all of us, big man. So keep fighting hard so we can go set the hook together once you get all healed up, bro. Um, without further ado, though, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to let me uh, let, let Jonathan Timmons uh, give us a winner here. Who are you picking? Uh, let's see here. Let me scroll down. Let me set, find that same photo. Find that same photo and see if we can find who that is. Is it up? Oh, man. Y'all stay with us. Technical difficulties. Uh, let's see. Guillermo, are you nervous? Are you excited about what we're, what we're doing here? I'm stoked for whoever wins. Some lucky people. I mean, they're getting two good rods, like two good rods, right? And I tell you what, and Timmons went in the opposite direction than I would have went with. But again, this is totally his choice. These guys already got to go to ICAST this past week and then meet Bill Dance. And now you're giving them a couple rods too. I love it. So Courtney Bennett says meeting Bill Dance at ICAST was his best experience on earth. And uh, so Courtney, uh, she's rocking the, uh, the looks like a Jackson kayak uh, set up here. Uh, Courtney, we got a couple rods going to get shipped out to you tomorrow. Uh, hop up in the DMs there and hit me up or hit up Westbrook Supply Co. And uh, I'll get some information from you and we'll get these rods over to you. So congratulations, uh, Miss Courtney, on, uh, on not only getting to meet the legend there, Bill Dance, but uh, but getting the legend here and Jonathan Timmons to pick you for a couple of rods, bro. So uh, congratulations. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's pretty great. Oh, there she is right there commenting. She says, OMG, uh, as she sees her picture pop up and we'll drop her comment right here. Uh, so, uh, Courtney, congratulations. And, uh, uh, that's a big deal. That's two amazing rods. And, uh, and, and we're going to get those, uh, get those into, uh, get those out to you just as quickly as we can. So everybody make sure y'all tag her, give her a big shout out and give her congratulations and, uh, and give her a little bit of love there. So Guillermo, me and you did not really discuss how we were going to do this bait thing. Now, let me explain guys why we're doing this bait thing. Two weeks ago, Guillermo and I, tried to do this same giveaway with St. Croix and these rods and this plead the fifth interview and point blank. I think it was the day before 4th of July or so. And it was the last time that Instagram and Facebook and all of them had a bunch of issues and we didn't, this was too good of an interview as hopefully you guys have now laid witness to for us to try to chance. So Guillermo and I talked, we reached out to St. Croix and, and, and decided that we were going to push this thing back. And so, as you guys know, we booked this out a couple weeks in advance. And so, I didn't want to make you guys feel like we were doing deja vu and just giving the same things. And so, in talking with Guillermo, he stepped up and he reached out to Excite. Excite stepped up big. So, here's what I want you guys to do. Guillermo, you tell me if I'm wrong here. We're going to pick a winner for those baits tomorrow afternoon. I'm not giving a timeline because I'm not dropping all the tricks. But here's what I want you guys to do. If you guys enjoyed this interview... And even if you've already done it, I want you guys to go in and share this interview and talk about our double giveaway. And then tomorrow I'll give up with Guillermo and I'll let him pick a winner and I'll go in on our page and I'll announce who that is. So go in and share the Westbrook Wednesday interview tonight and let people know, you know, that this is something you guys need to watch with Guillermo and, and get into some of what we got into. And then uh, tomorrow afternoon, uh, I'll reach out to Guillermo and we'll and we'll find one of you guys' shares and uh, and and I'll reach out to you. We'll make an announcement here on, on the Westbrook page uh, about the winner. And then I'll get you uh, uh, set up with a DM with Guillermo so that way we can get those baits dropped 
to you uh, from Guillermo's own hand-chosen baits. And uh, I'm going to share this, Guillermo, and hope that you pick me or maybe my wife. Because that work? Does somebody let me? Will somebody let my wife share it, and then I can get those baits for Lake Fork? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'll encourage people too, and you might be just a little bit more likely to win if you like Excite Baits on Facebook and Instagram. Ooh. A little bit more likely. He's he's dropping the hammer, guys. It's about it's about advertising. It's about marketing. If you guys haven't figured this out, that's how we keep the lights on in this place, and that's how we keep the shows going, and that's how we continue to get these phenomenal companies to step up is by you guys interacting with us and allowing us to do these wonderful interviews. And with that, Guillermo, bro, you absolutely crushed this interview. Um, I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you and give you a couple minutes here for you to thank anybody that you want to thank. Give any kind of shout-outs. You've earned it tonight, boss man. The stage is yours. I'll shut up. Sure. Okay. Uh, now you're really putting me on the spot. This is probably the, <laughs> this is probably the hardest the hardest one, the hardest question you've had yet. I'll always start with God and mom and then go from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God and mom. I mean, that's that's those are two absolutely and really important ones. My whole family, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed to have a great family that uh, blessed me with a with a love for the water. So I I I have to thank them. Um, I'd uh, you know I'd like to thank all my good friends, always encouraging me, and of course, you know. Uh, Cliche, cliche that, you know, the sponsors, they help me out a lot and they, they help me do what I love to do and they help me do it right. Um, St. Croix Rods, Excite Baits, Calco's Fishing, Yak Attack, Diablo Paddle Sports, Warner Paddle, Sea Deck Marine Non-Skid. I mean, all all incredible companies that that really, you know, that really help me take my fishing to the next level. I, I don't partner with anyone that I don't feel like is going to help me push forward and, and all these guys do. Um, so huge thanks to them, especially St. Croix Rods and Excite Bates showing their support for you guys and for the kayak fishing community. Both companies invest a lot of money in kayak fishing. And so, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, y'all can be kind of turned on to them and, and start using them because they put, let me tell you that combination puts a lot of fish in my boat. So I have no doubt it'll do it for y'all. Well, outstanding, guys. Y'all know the rules. Y'all know how to win it. We're not talking about it again. Just get out and do it. Guillermo, brother, thank you so much. Uh, what's the next next event for you? Are you fishing Sam Rayburn this weekend? Uh, you know, I'm actually, I, I've got, I, I got tied up a little bit with work and, and I've got a few things that I, I got to get done before I can decide whether I'm going to fish mm -hmm. that event or not, just because I've been busy playing in Florida, you know? Well, you're on the fence, right? You're not, you haven't committed or not yet. I haven't committed or not, but I'd, I'd, I'd really like to be there. It's an incredible lake, and I hope anyone who's on the fence about going will go because that that place is awesome, and, and we need to blow that event up. Outstanding. Well, I uh, um, I think most folks know if you don't, I host a weigh-in show on Tuesday night uh, with KBF, a uh, very similar similar type thing. But uh, next Tuesday night, where I'm hoping to have the winner from the Sam Rayburn and the winner from Kentucky Lake on the show. So, brother, man, uh, not that you need any incentive to ever uh, have a chit chat with me, but I'd love to see you go win it and, uh, you know, and, and hop on there. Uh, I had a conversation with Josh Stewart last night. Um, you know, I know that you guys shared the Yak Attack team this year at the NC and, uh, uh, you know, definitely would be cool to uh, to maybe get both of you guys on to talk about some wins next week. So that'd be cool, bro. That would be pretty dang cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us again tonight. Uh, thank you to, to Excite Baits and to... Uh, 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 St. Croix, uh, St. Croix rods for, uh, donating what you guys donated. 
Um, we really appreciate it. And Guillermo, bro, I'm going to let you get out of here. We'll catch up with you a little bit later. Sounds good. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me on the show. Holla. All right. All right, guys. And that does it there for Guillermo uh, Timmons, bro. What did you think about the show? It was awesome. It's your first time live in the in the studio here tonight. That's I mean, right. how is it watching it at home versus being in the show in the background here? It's uh, 30 seconds faster. It's <laughs> 30 seconds faster. You know, my wife says that, actually. But, uh, oh, we're not going there. We're not going there. This is a PG show. We're, we're here for the kids. We're here for the kids. Um, but with that, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Guillermo for stepping up plate, uh, stepping up to the plate and, uh, and bringing the heat tonight and answering questions. Uh, we got into to some do, super deep conversation. He's a leader in this industry. Go follow him on Instagram, go follow the companies that he endorses, um, and the companies that endorse him because he's one of the right guys in this community and, uh, just super, super humbled and proud to have him on the show and, and, and proud to be working, uh, you know, at, 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 at being a, a closer friend and fan of his in and out of this community. So um, with that being said, Timmons, anything we left out? No, you're good. Rock and roll, guys. This Call is Westbrook night. Wednesday. Uh, you guys can find anything that you need from us at westbrooksupplyco.com. I'm your host, uh, Scott Butcher. We got my boy, Jonathan Timmons, with the Westbrook Supply Co. team next to us. He's a newlywed. Y'all go follow him as well. And uh, we're going to see if we can figure out how to cut this thing off. Uh, we'll guess, catch up with you guys later. As always, tag your dreams. Holla. Where's the off button? I don't know how it works.